Ooh, welcome. Step right in. Take a look around. I promise that no matter who you are, we've got something here for you. Think of any creature, any companion, any friend. We've got it. It's our business to provide to you our valued customer. Anything that you could possibly think of. Anything at all. So, think real hard. Because we've got all that and more here at Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. A griffin, we find mm. ourselves again here upon the podcast that plays in one's ear. Oh, brother. <laughs> Rhyming couplets, Griff, let's go. Stop. Don't, hey, uh, hey, Griffin, look at me uh, in the eye over the, uh, the virtual space. Yeah. Don't, don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. Rhyming couplet, pull it out of your ass right now. Good, uh, good sir. Damn it, Griff. I, you, give me a second. Okay. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> my 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 good sir, I last we are here to record the cast. That's pretty good. And before I break my fast, you will not see the last of oh, me. A rhyming quartet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I real I really put you uh, on on the back foot today. Yeah, though. you do you do every time, but like you usually don't require uh, rhyming from me, which is yeah. one of my weaknesses. Is it? Yeah, but I, I don't think I knew this about you. I can't rhyme for shit. What give me a word. I, give me a word. I won't be able to rhyme with it. Shit, monkey. Damn it. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. I am Griffin. And I am Zack, as Griffin likes to say it. Something like that. Something like that. We're back with another episode, you know, it, a lot's happened in the interim. I'm in a show. And I'm also in a show. Rel- and you're also, have you started rehearsal for that? You start, uh, like, We soon. start next week. Next week. And when is next that going? Uh, like, late June into, like, middle July. Oh, okay. We so have, got, we have nice... 16 performances, Zach. That's a lot of performances. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say you got that's a uh, quite a quite a uh rehearsal process. That's a mm-hmm. lengthy uh lengthy boy. Mhm. Mhm. Hey Griff. Yeah, Zach. Before we dive into this episode, you know what I got for you? <gasps> what do you got? I got a rendition of our favorite segment. Pet news. Anchorage, Alaska. Oh, I've been A one-year-old Australian shepherd took an epic trek across 150 miles of frozen Bering Sea ice that included being bitten by a seal or polar bear before he was safely returned to his home in Alaska. Wow. Yeah, this cute dog. His name is Nanook. Nanook. Yeah, who lives in Gamble, Alaska. Uh, her I family was there. visiting Savunga, another uh, St. Lawrence Island uh, community in the Bering Strait last month when, when Nanook disappeared with their oh. other family dog, Starlight. Starlight <laughs> turned up a few weeks later, but Nanook, which means polar bear in Siberian Yupik, was uh, nowhere to be found. About a month after Nanook disappeared, people in Wales... 150 miles northeast of Savunga oh on Alaska's God. western uh, coast began posting pictures online of what they discovered as a lost dog. Or what they described as a lost dog. That dog went on a little journey, huh? That dog went on a whole excursion. 
had a whole cute. had a whole D and D adventure all by himself. Oh, by all by himself, he he went to Icewind Dale and back. <laughs> oh, Look at that doggo. And I love a little Australian Shepherd. <laughs> but yeah, she, uh, it says my my dad texted me and said, "There's a dog that looks like Nanook in Wales." Uh, and <laughs> she activated her Facebook account to see it might be her uh, see if it might be her wandering hound. She's like, I was like, "No freaking way! That's our dog. What's he doing in Wales?" <laughs> <laughs> What's he doing in Wales? I'm reading this down. I have no idea how he ended up in Wales. Maybe the yeah. ice shifted while he was hunting. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, Nanook, I'm happy you're back home. Oh, man. But yeah, aside from a swollen leg with large bite marks uh, from an unidentified animal, Nanook was in uh, in pretty good health. Good. I'm yeah. happy for Nanook. We love you, Nanook. We're glad you're home. We salute you. We salute you. And that has been this rendition of the pet news. Pet news. Very good. I've got to bug my wife to make a real, like. An actual jingle? Like an actual stinger. Yeah. That'd be cool. It would be cool. Hey, Nicole, you busy? Hey, Nicole. Hey, Nicole. I know you don't listen to this show, Nicole, but. You want to make us a thing. But you've already made one theme song and one other sting for us in the past. Which we have not used in some time. We have not, and I'm not going to force it now. Uh, folks, we've got <laughs> another episode coming up for you here. We're returning to uh, uh, Cobalt Press's wonderful Tome of Beasts 2. It's been a bit. It's been a bit. We've been hot on that Tome of Beasts 3 grind. God, it's so good. It's so good. And I was looking through Tome of Beasts 2 today. Mm-hmm. And was there were just like three really good birds in a row, just right in a row. And I was like, "Hey!" And I went to my friend Zach, who's the co-host of this show. And I went, "Hey, what? Zach!" And Zach went, "Yeah, Griff." And I said, "Do you want to do Oops All Birds?" And then Zach said, "Yeah." He said, "Yeah." <laughs> so, uh, this is I don't we don't necessarily need to call it Oops All Birds, but oh, I'm uh, down for Oops All Birds. What it's, about you know, what about can I pitch you on Birds All the Way Down? Birds, it's Beaky All the Way Down. Be- no, <laughs> Beaky All the Way Down. Well, that that's in reference. No, no, uh, sorry, it was Timothy Ricketts. He's a little Beaky under there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, it it's Beaky. It's Beaks All the Way Down, baby. Let's kick it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, why, why so, under pressure? Why did we go into that? Well, because uh, well, uh, uh, um, ice ice baby, which utilizes the the baseline from under pressure. Uh huh. Um, that's how it goes. It's like yeah, Pete, let's kick it. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. But then I ins- but I always prefer under pressure. So yeah, then yeah, I went yeah. on. It's okay. fine. Okay. Um, up first, friends, we got the Lemurian. Uh-huh. Uh Yeah, the Lemurian. This just looks like I mean, it looks like a very colorful sort of fayish bird, mm-hmm. but like it's got like a little bit of a lady face. It's got a little bit of a of a people face. It's got a little bit of a face for of like a person, but like the it's eyes feathery. are very human eyes. Yeah, like it's got you know yeah, but it's still very bird like. So we're gonna we're gonna dive in here. Yay! A tiny bird swoops through the air and alights on a nearby branch. It has the body of a tiny hawk, the colorful wings of a butterfly. Really? Oh it yeah, I can see does. that. Yeah. I can see that. Uh, but yeah, uh, the colorful wings of a butterfly and the head of an elf with large luminous eyes. Yeah. It's described as the minuscule fae. 
<laughs> Dwelling in pastoral woods and rich farmland, the Limerian is one of the smallest fae in existence, barely larger than a wasp. Oh. Hmm. That's, That's very small. Jinx, you owe me that Coke you're drinking. No, it's mine. <laughs> no. <laughs> barely larger than a wasp, a Limerian is frequently mistaken for a butterfly and often ignored by larger creatures. They are sometimes preyed upon by large birds like owls and crows. Or attacked by evil fae like Morcos. Morcos. You gotta, you gotta look. At, oh, it's from the Creature Codex. From I don't know if we have that one. I don't think we have that one. Morcos. What happens if I just Google Morcos? Morcos. Not, not anything fantasy related. Damn. I got a picture of some folks and then some pictures of carrots. Hmm. Apparently, they're guardians of the young. All right. Limerians have a fondness for fey and animal young, sometimes putting their lives at risk against superior opponents to save such creatures. When nice. faced with a particularly powerful threat, Limerians form into massive, short-lived swarms, gaining potent magical abilities in the process. Yes, let's go stronger together. I love this. All right, so let's see. So tiny fey, neutral good. 13 armor class, 5 hit points, so kind of small, kind of kind of easy to... Yeah. Uh, they got a fly speed of 50 feet and 5 foot movement speed on the ground. Um, they have <laughs> a uh, 1 strength. Sad. But they're very uh, se- small. Yeah, very small. Uh, Dex of 17. Um, they're ants at a 7, so they're kind of smart. All right. Uh, uh, their charisma, pretty good. Then 11. Uh, wisdom's a 13. Um, we'll go with perception, stealth, dark vision up to uh, sixty feet. Can speak Sylvan, um, and they have. Uh, let's see, they have something called distracting swoop. <laughs> if the Limerian moves at least twenty, at least at least twenty <laughs> feet uh, straight toward a creature, and then hits it with a claw attack on the same turn, that target must succeed on a DC eleven Wisdom saving throw or be distracted until the end of its next turn. A distracted creature has disadvantage on its next attack roll or ability check. Nice. And then it can speak with beasts and communicate with beasts as if they shared a language. That's cool. Apparently, Limerian familiars are a thing. Nice. I Some love. Lemuria I love it when they do that. When they throw yeah. a little bit of like, yeah, this creature could be a familiar if you want it to be. Yeah. Uh, might choose to serve a good aligned spellcaster as a familiar. Such Limerian have the following trait: um, they can serve an- um, another creature as a familiar for. An- oh, it's the, the familiar stuff. Um, but yeah, they got a there is there is one thing in here is the familiar. It looks like that while the oh, Limarian yeah. is within ten feet of its companion, the companion shares the Limarian speak with beasts trait. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I love that. And it says here at any time and for any reason, the Limarian can end its service as a familiar. I lo- I think like uh, pseudo dragons and like fairy dragons also have that where they're like, I'm fed up with you. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> you said something kind of like that was a little racist. And yeah. So like, and was, I'm it, just it, I don't it, think this is the right the right yeah. match. <laughs> yeah. I'm know, good. I'm, it's clear you're not putting in you know the work to sort of. Um, Work on the uh, you know uh, uh, cycle you know the uh, uh, unconscious sort of mm-hmm. prejudices and stuff that you have and mm-hmm. like I- I'm not. It's I'm 2023. Not we're cutting toxic spellcasters out of our lives. I love that. <laughs> Dude, look, spellcasters have fucked so many things up. Like for like like just like to be frank with you, like I'm not in the mood. Yeah, the so. number the number <laughs> the number of like big global world events that can be summed up by shrugging and going yeah wizards yeah. Aren't, yeah, wizards are how owl bears are a thing. Yep. 
fucking Okay, wizards. so that's okay, that's one point for wizards, I guess. Uh, yeah, they yeah, gave yeah. us owl bears. They gave us owl bears. They gave us owl bears. Granted, the you know the elves also fuck a lot of shit up. Anyway, where were we? Claw attack plus five <laughs> to hit. D four plus three slashing damage. Um, yeah, and then yeah, if they're the swarm, uh, the large swarm of tiny fey, uh, it's uh, ninety hit points. There you go. Class of fourteen. Stats in general are just kind of boosted. Um, but yeah, so the Swarm um, also go with Perception Stealth, uh, resistant to bludgeoning, piercing, slashing, um, and immune to charmed, frightened, grappled, paralyzed, petrified, prone, restrained, or stunned. Yeah, it's hard to stun a swarm of something. That's fair. Uh, but they've got, uh, oh yeah, there's a whole, uh, there's a picture of the swarm of them. Yeah. That's really cool. That's so cool. They're distracting beauty, a creature that's um just like me. Yeah, that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh hair flip. Tossed I'm a distracting a, beauty. Yeah. A creature that starts its turn in the Limerian swarm space must succeed on a DC fifteen wisdom save or be distracted by the swarm's luminous eyes and fluttering wings until the end of its next turn. A distracted creature has disadvantage on, on perception checks and on attack rolls against the Limerian swarm. Dang. Also has speak with beasts and has the swarm. So uh, can yes. occupy another creature's space and vice versa, and the swarm can move through any uh any opening uh, large enough for uh, a <laughs> tiny Lemarian. The swarm can't regain hit points or gain temporary HP. And it has some innate spell casting. So uh, it uses charisma, so DC uh, 13, and it can cast the following spells requiring no material components. So dancing lights and minor illusion, but also hypnotic pattern in sleep. Nice. Affects 9d8 hit points. Nice. So, like, that's, that's a, a pretty beefy one. That's a, that's like a third level sleep right there. Yeah. But it's got uh, it's got claws as well, plus seven to hit. Um, but holy shit! Wow, that's six d six slashing damage, yeah. or ten, or three d six slashing damage if the swarm has half its hit points or fewer. Um, and it's got flight of the fae, which is a recharge on a four to six. The Lemurian swarm lifts a large or smaller creature in its space. The target must succeed on a DC fifteen Dex save or be lifted directly. Upward to a height up to the swarm's flying speed. Oh, my God. When the swarm moves, the lifted creature moves with it. At the end of the swarm's turn, the swarm drops the creature, which takes falling damage as normal. So it'll take you up 50 feet. And then down And then drop feet. you. And then let you go. Fall 50. Uh, 50 they just feet. swarm under you like a yeah. like a little cloud. Yeah. And like a lackey, too. You're just taken up into the sky. And then oh, they drop man. you. Yep. And then you, that's what? 5d6? Yeah. Of bluesing. Um, I love them. Um, how can we make them even prettier? Um, a how nice can we ribbon. make them even prettier? Even prettier. A nice ribbon, perchance. A ribbon would be nice. Perhaps tied around the, the foot. Oh, the, the foot? Or like, yeah. you know, like a tasteful, like, little neckerchief? Yes. Ooh. A little, a little choker. Yeah, I mean, granted, since it's got like an elven face, like like imagine just like well, that like it's a little edgier and it's got like a, <laughs> nose, a, a nose stud. Yeah, yeah. not even just just a, a septum piercing. There you go. Yeah. I'm not sure this I'm thing like, has a. It kind of has a nose. It's like yeah, it's, but it's it like com- the crest yeah. there. It comes it comes floating by. You're like, wait, is that one of the septum piercing? That one fucks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has like, the electric guitar slung over its back. Yeah. <laughs> 
girl. Oh, fuck. It rocks, too. <laughs> but it's a really tiny guitar. It's a little tiny guitar. Yeah, it's one that you'd get for, like, an action figure. This thing plays the world's smallest violin. Oh, man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, do, do you hear that? It's the world. It's the world's smallest violin. Okay, yeah. I get it. Like, it's, I, I, I know that's Annika. She's right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, sorry, Annika. She's, she's practicing. She has a concert this weekend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's yeah, first chair in the orchestra. Yeah, I know that she looks real like you know all and edgy, but yeah, no, she fucking kicks ass in orchestra. Classically I mean. trained. Classically trained. Some would say a, a prodigious in a way. Truly. Pr- truly prodigious. <laughs> <laughs> this I think truly Kurt prodigious is, bird is pretty cool. Yeah, I like him a lot. I like I'm the, vibing. I like the, they're it's so it's a lot of the time when you have a creature that looks like an aminal but has mm-hmm. like a human face, it's scary. Yeah. This one's not scary. It's one it toes the line. Like it like it doesn't trip the uncanny valley for me. Right. You know, like there's like uh, I think it's either in the I think it's the first tome of Beast. There's this like weird like it's like a hippogriff looking thing, but it's just got a dude face. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like it's like this gray like a horse with wings, but like instead of a horse head, it's just got a dude face. <laughs> and I find it really unsettling. But like this one, like it like it has like, you know, that humanoid face, but like it's, you know, like chain like it's avian enough that like mm-hmm. it doesn't like it's not like ugh. like it's just like oh we could have like coffee and it'd be like cool it'd be cool it'd be totally cool yeah annika knows like the sickest like you know like local coffee shop yeah you know they, yeah yeah there's an open mic nights very and stuff. underground yeah they have a jam every once in a while Ooh. people can just kind of show up and you know, jump in it's a, pretty a, a good old-fashioned jam and slam yeah and a little jam and slam yeah you, you, you jam some music you slam some coffee like it's great i was thinking like slam poetry but like, oh, I, I, well, you that, can slam that some what, coffee too. It's a jam and slam and slam. It's a slam. Uh, well, actually, sorry, it's a jam, jam, slam, slams where you where you you they, jam while having some toast and jam. Yep. But then also you <laughs> slam some coffee while doing some slam poetry. Exactly. It's a jam, jam, slam, slam, <laughs> or jam, slam, jam, slam. Crushed it, crushed it. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate it, I appreciate it, I appreciate it. Shall we move on, though? <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, up next, we have the Scarlet Ibis. <laughs> that uh, sounds like a, the name of a good, like, club. Scarlet Ibis? Yeah, like, oh, yes, we're meeting up at the Scarlet Ibis mm. later. And it's got this big, dumb fucking bird on the, yeah. uh, the cover sign. Yes. It looks kind of, I'd say it's most closely resembles like a flamingo, um, mm-hmm. but it's more red than pink. Uh, it's got a real long beak and a tongue and like a, like a little, little black tongue. Little... <laughs> you heard me. Uh, I love the description of a little black tongue. You heard me. <laughs> I heard you. I heard and you. And then it's it great. feet are quite large. It does have some big feet. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's read a little bit. It says, uh, All right. this gigantic marsh bird has blood red feathers and a scythe like beak. Its eyes shine with intelligence as it scans its surroundings. It is a medium monstrosity. Like this is a big bird. That's a me sized bird. Yeah. Like this is, this is a big guy. Yeah. It is apparently Zach, an accursed bird. 
This accursed bird. Scarlet ibises are not inherently malevolent, and many visitors to the swamp assume they are natural, if overly large, birds. However, their beaks bestow unluck on those touched or struck by them. The ibises usually reserve their cursed attacks as retribution for themselves, but swamp dwellers sometimes plea for the bird's intercession on those who have wronged them. Scarlet ibises have keen judgment to determine the worthiness of these requests. Oh, shit. Those who know about the scarlet ibises and their terrible curses avoid killing the birds and typically warn others about the consequences of killing them. Less scrupulous folk instead encourage naive travelers to destroy a scarlet ibis, then pick off the travelers suffering from the after effects of combat with the birds. Yikes. So it's a cursed. This is an accursed bird. Indeed. Uh, uh, Dream portent is the next little block. uh, The scarlet ibis is a symbol of ill omens that appear in dreams. This omen precedes a setback, such as inclement weather, a tremor, the group getting lost, or a lame mount or pack animal. But it can also indicate a doomed mission. After a series of unfortunate incidents, the scarlet ibis makes a physical appearance, signifying the bad luck has ended. This sometimes incites the unfortunates to avenge themselves on the bird under the mistaken belief the ibis is the cause of the problem. Ha! Huh. Interesting. So it sort of, sh- it's kind of like gives you a little bit of a dream. It says, hey, it's not going to go can. great. <laughs> Whatever you're doing, well. it's going to be a little rough. And then it shows up. It's like, tried to tell you. I did. I did. I you're good you. now, though. Uh, they are egret harpy friends. Scarlet ibises congregate with egret harpies and enjoy mutual protection. Uninformed What's the difference between a harpy and an egret harpy. Uh, we can take a look real quick. It's okay. in the book, apparently. An egret. Oh, hey Zach. Yeah. Egret harpy's kind of hot. Oh no. Yeah, you need it's to on one ninety five. Yeah. Okay. You need to go. You need to go look up this kind of this kind of sexy harpy real quick. Oh man. Yeah. R- Rutro Reggie. <laughs> yep. So um, that's the difference between a harpy and an egret harpy. Yep. All right. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Uh, they enjoy mutual protection with each other. Uninformed observers believe the ibises are the harpy's pets, at least until they witness conversations between the two. Oh no, it can talk, Zach. Egret harpies uh, never ask the ibises to curse enemies regardless of circumstances, but ibises who witness or know of attacks on egret harpy companions take it upon themselves to inflict bad luck in revenge. Honestly, wild. Yes. Uh, they are medium monstrosities, neutral alignment, uh, armor class 14, 135 hit points. Damn, dude. That's a thick bird. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, it's beefy. It's a beefy bird for sure. Yeah. 20 foot walk speed, 40 foot fly. Uh, they have a plus four to their charisma. They have a plus three to Arcana, Griff. Yeah. <laughs> plus wild. Plus eight to insight. They speak common and sylvan. Oh, Lord. Uh, and they have an ability called a death curse. Ah, death curse. When the Scarlet Ibis dies, all curses currently inflicted by the Ibis become permanent and can only be removed by the remove curse spell or other magic. 
In addition, the creature that dealt the killing blow must succeed on a DC 14 charisma saving throw or be cursed with every option listed on the Ibis's beak attack. A creature casting remove curse in this way must succeed on a DC 14 charisma saving throw or suffer the curses it just removed. Holy shit, it's like a it's like a, a plague of curses. Damn. It can make God. it can make three attacks in a round. Fortunately, only one oh. with its beak. Yeah. The base attack does 2d8 plus 2 piercing damage, and the creature must succeed on a DC 14 charisma saving throw or become cursed. While the curse uh, while cursed, the target has uh disadvantage on ability checks, attack rolls, or saving throws. Uh, chosen right. by the Scarlet Ibis. Alternatively, the Ibis can choose for the target's enemies to have advantage on attack rolls against the targets. A creature can have no more than one of each curse, uh, each kind of curse on it at a time, and it lasts for 24 hours until, uh, or until removed by remove curse or similar magic. So if you're the one that kills this thing, you're and fucked. you fail your saving throw, you have disadvantage on everything. And all creatures attacking you have advantage until someone removes the curse, and there's a chance that whoever removes the curse gets all of it instead. Damn, dude. That's intense. Hey, don't kill these birds. God, I want to use them now. Don't kill the birds, Zach. The birds. Leave it be. It also has a talent attack. It does. That's a great sword. that's That's just a great sword's worth of damage on its feet. Yeah. That has great swords. Fuck, for this feet. thing's really cool. God, and this yeah, thing's really fucking cool and very unassuming. Yeah. So, um, just uh, Griff, I think it's probably in our best sort of business interest. Yeah. To just leave these alone. I just leave. think so. Uh, yeah, we'll just leave them alone. There's a lot of legality that gets involved once you start dealing with curses. Yeah, you have to have special curse insurance mm-hmm. or curse-surance, if you curse-surance. will. Curse-surance. And, um, yeah, State Farm does not have yeah. a, 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 a curse-surance uh, yeah. you know, plan. Having a curse-surance consultant on retainer is like a lot of dosh down the toilet every month. Yeah. But you, you have no idea how necessary having a, a, a curse-surance consultant Like, if is. you really want to deal in curses, like, get yourself... Don't skimp on it. It's not one of the things well, you want to cut corners on. Yeah, the, this this line of work, like, it's definitely needed, yeah. you know, for us. Store brand like, is not okay for curse-surance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> get get the get the names you trust in curse-surance. Yeah. Ad break. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are you looking for work in a calm, relaxing environment? Do you have a fondness for artisanal teas and comfort? Do you consider yourself undead? Well, Spirituality would like you to join our family. Spirituality, a second chance employment tea house for the undead, is a place for those having difficulty adjusting to their new sense of unlife. We understand that dying is hard, and readjusting after the fact can be even harder. Employment at Spirituality 
is a way for those troubled souls and shambling bodies to begin reintegrating into a living society. Spirituality is 100% undead owned and operated. A majority of our tea leaves are locally sourced from graveyards, cemeteries, and small businesses, and the blends are assembled in-house by expert sommeliers. Every cup, dish, pot, and platter is also made with love by the hands of the unliving. Don't have a corporeal form anymore? That's all right. We have a number of service and accounting positions that would benefit from your ghostly presence. We offer fair and competitive wages, but spirituality does not have a comprehensive benefits package because, let's face it, we don't need it anymore. Go to PetShopCast.com to see if there's a spirituality in your area. Come join the family of the unique up-and-coming tea house that Timeless Magazine calls a horrid and inviting place for brunch. Spirituality. No life, no worries. All right, all right. Are, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, all right. Here we go. All right. <clears throat> I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> mommy, mommy, me, me, mash my M and M's. All right. Here we go. Was that was that in scale? <laughs> yeah. Were you, doing... you know, the, you know the, there was the vocal warm up. Yeah. Mommy, me, me, mash my M and M's. You. Well, it was like it was you doing that in like the, in like a major scale because you did that, and then my head just filled in the. Dun dun <laughs> to go up to the next. <laughs> Mommy, me, me, yes, I am. Bum bum. <laughs> yeah, that with the show we've been doing a lot of, uh, a lot of you know the, the warm ups. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, a lot of yeah, that kind of shit. Oh, yeah. Anyway, this is the August rooster. What about the September rooster? Forget about him. <laughs> This is an amalgam of various bird species. Uh, crows proudly as it hops forward. This is this is a lot. There's a lot going on here. Yeah, so we got like a rooster. Like head. turducken's got nothing on the August. Oh rooster. Well, yeah, well that's that's a bird inside a bird inside a bird. This is uh, uh, one part bird, one part bird, one part bird, one part bird. It's got like <laughs> I don't know, maybe like um. Like a crane's sort of torso with mm-hmm. like the big legs, like the, the nice long legs. Yeah, and it's got like not like chicken wings. Like it's got like some, like they're small. Yeah, but like they're like full wings. Definitely, but it's like just got a um, yeah, and it's got a big old peacock tail. Mm-hmm. Big old rooster head. Yeah, this is a chimeric avian. Yeah, the body of an August rooster rooster <laughs> is nearly human sized. Oh, oh shit! Fuck. We gotta stop picking these with big the- birds, Zach. Uh, it, sa- it says with the head of a pheasant, the body of a perching duck, the tail of a peacock, the legs of a heron. Oh, there we go. I said, I, I said what, a stork or, uh, or something? But yeah, the legs of a heron, the beak of a parrot, and the wings of a swallow. It does have the beak of a parrot. It's got that curvy yeah. parrot There's wide beak. variation among specimens of, the, of ah, this hybrid. However, with different creators replacing portions of the creature, depending on the material they have on hand during the creation process. The material? You mean birds? You mean other birds? 
I'm all, I, I need to go to the store to get more material. What store are you going to? <laughs> Pet Supplies Plus. No! I'm going to Joanne's Bird Parts. <laughs> Most August roosters are created entirely of avian material, though specimens evidencing... Uh, Evidencing snake necks, no. turtle shells, and stag bodies have been encountered. No. Once created, an August rooster can reproduce with any species of bird. <laughs> no. Which usually results in an exotic looking example of the bird. What in the Shao Tucker ass bullshit is this? Oh, man. Only 3% of eggs fertilized or laid by an August rooster hatch into another August rooster. An August rooster refused uh, by magic is full-grown at creation, while one that hatches naturally grows to adulthood over the span of six to eight months. This is buck wild. They're selfish and self-serving. <laughs> August roosters display the basis instincts to, uh, of their creators, and they have the mental faculties and temperament of a spoiled, malicious <laughs> child. Their sole concern is ah, their own I comfort. Like candy! And they, ah! <laughs> and they use their natural gifts to force nearby humanoids to tend to their wants and needs. This is fucked up. Young August roosters are brazen about their collections of servants, often working the servants to exhaustion with constant demands. More mature individuals have a strong sense of self-preservation and have their servants see to their needs only when they know it will not raise suspicion. <laughs> what the f- Oh, it's Sh- neutral evil. Jesus fucking Christ. I just saw a little rooster guy. I was like, this is just a bird. <laughs> this it's is not a, just a bird. This is a cool bird with a big peacock tail. No, it's a, it's a slave master. It's got a charisma of 18. Jesus Christ. It's got an 18 Riz. <laughs> what the fuck? It talks. Right. It talks, Zach. It does talk. It does talk. It's got resistance to psychic damage, and it's immune to being charmed. It speaks common. It's got 75 hit points. God. It can only move 25 feet. It, okay. it, it doesn't okay. have a fly speed. You can't outrun it. It's got, a, it's got an aura of subservience. Oh, no. A beast or humanoid that ends its turn within 30 feet of the August rooster and can see it or hear it must succeed on a DC 14 wisdom save or be charmed for one day. A charmed creature that moves more than 100 feet away from the August rooster ceases to be charmed. If the August rooster requests that a charmed creature do more than tend to the creature's own needs, pay devotion to the August rooster or bring the rooster food and gifts. The charmed creature can make a new uh, saving throw with advantage. If a creature saving throw is successful or the effect ends for it, the creature is immune to the August rooster's aura of of subservience for 24 hours. Good Lord. Okay. Wait. So it's got a dive bomb and it says if the August rooster is flying and moves at least 20 feet straight toward a target and then hits it with a talent attack on the same turn, the target takes an extra 2d6 slashing damage, but it doesn't have a fly speed. It doesn't have a fly speed. Although, hang on, look at the next ability. Jumper. The August rooster can fly up to 40 feet on its turn, but it must start and end its movement. On- oh, so it glides. Okay. It more glides. So it, do- it is a true dive bomb. It jumps into yeah. the air and... and- comes right yeah, back down it's got you. it's got yeah it can flap like you know it, it's got short short flights yes 
There we go. On a solid surface, such as a roof or ground. If it is flying at the end of its turn, it falls to the ground and takes falling damage. <laughs> it's got innate spell casting. It's got a fucking large amount of innate spell casting. Yeah, let's see. Um, it's a DC 14 <laughs> charisma save, a uh, spell save is uh, with charisma. <laughs> the August Rooster can innately cast the following spells requiring no material components, dancing lights, mage hand, message, vicious mockery. It has vicious Bane, mockery. charm person, hideous laughter. Healing word and hold person. Oh my god! It makes two talent attacks, plus five to hit, two d six plus three slashing damage. They're not dangerous. They're just bastards. Yeah, they're bad. Uh huh. Like, I don't know. I mean, like they can like that's a pretty beefy hit. Well, sure, sure, sure. But I mean, like as far as. As far as other things that we encounter as adventurers in the game of Dungeons and Dragons. This bad chicken, yeah, is not. <laughs> oh, no, Zach. It's it's, Demon's bad chicken? It's the bad chicken. <laughs> oh, man. I don't even remember what Rhett Dudeman that bad what Rhett Dudeman's bad. I don't know what from. it was. I have no idea what it was. I just I think I said a weird thing once mm-hmm. and um and then we wrote it down mm-hmm. and we have no idea what it is. That's fine. But but hey, Rhett Dudeman will rise again. This is a bad chicken though. This is a bad chicken. I thought it was gonna be pretty. I thought it was gonna be like a cool thing with like, you know, cool chimeric abilities, but yeah. no. No. Um, well, I guess, Griffin, uh, this is time for your favorite segment, which is, but what if it wasn't? Oh, but what if it wasn't? What if it wasn't a bad chicken? What if it wasn't an August rooster? What if it was a September was, rooster? A, a September hen? A <laughs> September hen. Uh, hen-tember? Uh, 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 don't like that. <laughs> hen-tem. That sounds, Sep- that, Zach, that sounds, that sounds way too close. Hen-tember sounds way too close to hentai. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It evokes that. You know it. I hadn't thought of that until you said it. I'm sorry so, that I'm not. I'm nasty, but you're a nasty boy. I'm sorry that I'm actually no. I'm not sorry. Griff, you're I'm a little nasty. bit of a nasty boy, bud. <laughs> I'll look. I'll I'll own every day that I'm a nasty boy. I need you to say it right now. I'm Griffin Colar, and I'm a nasty boy. This is taking a weird turn. This is taking a weird turn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I might be nasty, but I'm not that nasty. <laughs> Hey, we found the line of Griffin's nastiness. Uh, at least, and, a, and apparently, where mine at begins. least in a public forum. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Uh, August what Rooster kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, I don't even know that I want to entertain that. Uh, but let's, let's. I don't think I do too. Like I can't. Let's, like, let's I'm, give honestly, it a I'm shot. To, let's give it a during shot. During this nasty bit, I've been trying to rack my brain. Um, what if it was? If it what if it was a September hen? A September hen. Um. It would, it, so it obviously, like, it would have to be the opposite, right? So instead of, like, selfish and self-serving, mm-hmm. it's, like, selfless and... It's like, the it's the Mother Teresa of birds. Yeah, it's the Mother Teresa of birds. It's at the soup kitchen, you know, like, every Wednesday, you know, it's uh, it's running the, the canned food drive. I'm gonna, we're going to doing... flip all of its visual uh, uh, appearance one way so you've got instead of a rooster head peacock tail you've got peacock head rooster tail feathers there you go i love that you've got well no it's got to be a hen so it's got to be that big hen oh yeah big big hen donk uh you've got beautiful swan-like white feathered wings 
Um, short little legs. Short little. <laughs> just short little legs. <laughs> little duck. Little duck legs. Just little little guys. Little webby webbed duck feet. Webbed duck feet. Yeah, and it's just. <laughs> And it's got like you know, create food and water. Yes. It's got you know, sanctuary. It's got like a bunch of those spells. It's got calm like, emotions. Like it's, it's all buff. It's all buff. Yes. Yeah. Bless. It's yeah, exactly. Bless. Bless. Well, bless your heart. Instead okay? of an aura of subservience, it has an aura of generosity. Oh, I I'm here for yeah. it. Yeah. It makes you want to give dive away bomb, your money. It's got. Jaeger bombs and it's just like y'all want to have a drink let's go we're gonna have a fun time bombs away (laughs) oh my god yeah it's full it's full party mom like every every like rave or you know event like every outing needs the mom friends this is the ultimate mom friends yeah instead of jumper it's got jumper cables so like whenever your car's not starting (laughs) like she shows up every time instead of jumper it's wearing a stylish jumper Jump, a stylish jumper, yes. <laughs> I love, okay, you know what? I'm here for the September hen. All right. <laughs> we love the September hen. Okay, is there, okay. because the August rooster is made from like, you know, different, as we've established, bird parts, there is yeah. a reality, I think, where we could make the September hen a reality. Yep. We'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. We'll get on it. R&D. R&D, they, R- honestly, R&D has been slacking. They need a new project. They have been slacking. They have, yeah, it's one of those things where they haven't been producing yeah. lately. You know what I mean? Sure, they discovered a new scientific compound that cuts the, like, fuel needs for the pet shop by, like, 70%, and it saves a lot of money, but it's boring. Like, that's all they turned out that's last it. year. And it's like, guys, guys. like, like we're, we're four months into 2023. Where's the spark? What are we Where's producing? Where's the pizzazz? Exactly. God. September hen. September hen. Get to it, R and D. Get on it. All right. Moving on. Last creature of the day. What we got? Uh, We've got a little edgy boy here. I think I I would wager. We've got the Ash Phoenix. Ooh. Uh, It's just kind of like a smoke bird. Like it's you know you've got the outline of the wings and the head and the beak, but it's like in a dive and its body is just sort of like dissolving into like smoke it's, and ash. Yeah, its eyes got this like light streak that reminds me of how I see street lights when I'm driving at night because <laughs> I have astigmatism. Are you saying the ash phoenix has astigmatism? I'm saying that um, the uh, ash phoenix's eyes uh, aren't receptive. You know, very. Uh, 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 <laughs> What's the word I'm looking for? Like, they don't take people with astigmatism, you know, into consideration. Yeah, for sure. Like, I can't look longingly into this Ash Raven's eyes because my astigmatism mm-hmm. shows the eyes just a weird streak of red, you know? Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. A massive raptor made of ash and shadow screeches as it dives, its eyes like yeah. glowing coal. <laughs> Impossibly, it stops its dive mere feet from the ground, and its powerful wings whip up ash that carries the chill of the grave. Ash phoenixes are the animated ashes of mass funerary pyres, which seek the eradication of all life around their birth pyres. Okay, what a great concept out the gate, though. Okay, badass. Yeah. Horrifying, but badass. Oh, yeah. 
For ash phoenixes to be created, a group of humanoids must be burned in a mass pyre in an area tainted with necrotic energy and the blood of a magical avian, such as an August rooster or a firebird, must be mixed into the pyre as it smolders. Necromancers are uh, necromancers often follow the armies of warring nations in secret, with the blood of a magical bird in hand for the chance to create such a powerful undead. Unfortunately for the necromancers who create them, ash phoenixes are nearly impossible to control, often leaving the creator of as the phoenix's first victim. Damn, that's so good. Could you imagine being like? You know, like, you're, like, the 50th necromancer. He's been like, no, no, I've got it, though. Like, I know, like, where all the other guys failed. And, like, I'm gonna gonna make it work this time. Yeah, then a bunch of necromancers came from their necromancy startup. And they're like, yeah. I've read. Look, we've we've looked at the footsteps of who came before us. This time, we're gonna get it right. Oh, we've got it. Uh, these guys, like, they're chump change yeah. compared to us. Also, unlimited yeah. PCO. But you have to be in the office forty go. days a week. Exactly, forty hours a week. Yeah, no, forty days a week. You have to you have to be a chronal uh, a chronology uh, wizard. Yes. Anyway, to be at work the appropriate amount. The creation of the Ash Phoenix disrupts the natural passage of souls into the afterlife, infusing the Phoenix with the angry spirits. The presence of these spirits gives the Ash Phoenix some level of intelligence, but also drives it to seek vengeance against all living creatures. Ash Phoenixes never stray more than a few miles from their birthplace and are reborn in those same ashes each time they are slain. To end an Ash Phoenix's reign in a region, the original site's where it was created must be purified and the souls properly put to rest, usually through performing burial rites and casting the hallow spell at the site. And being an undead, the Ash Phoenix does not require food, air, drink, or sleep. It is a large undead, neutral evil, 15 uh, armor class, 105 hit points, uh, has no ground speed, so it hovers with a 90-foot fly speed. Uh, That's fast. Yeah. Plus three strength, plus five dexterity. It's maxed out on Damn. dexterity. Uh, plus five to wisdom saving throws, bonuses to perception and stealth. It is vulnerable to radiant damage. Resistant to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks. Fully immune to necrotic and poison. And immune to the exhaustion, paralyzed, petrified, poisoned, and prone conditions. Dark vision of 120 feet. This bird does not speak. I think the only one on the docket today, Zach, that does not speak. Hmm. Instead, it shrieks or screeches, whatever the one. Ah! There you go. Thank you. Uh, it's fun for me because Discord cuts that out, so I can't wait to hear that in the edit. So you just saw my face? Yeah. Go. I just see your face go. <laughs> I love that. Uh, it has a false appearance. While the Ash Phoenix hovers and remains motionless, except for drifting on air currents, it is indistinguishable from a normal cloud of ash and smoke. It has rejuvenation. If the Ash Phoenix's birth site hasn't been purified by holy rites, a destroyed Ash Phoenix gains a new body in 1d10 days, regaining all of its hit points and becoming active again. It has, uh, if it's in dim light or darkness, it can hide using a bonus action. It does have a weakness to wind, though. If an area of strong wind at least 20 miles per hour, the Ash Phoenix has disadvantage on all attack rolls and ability checks because the wind's blowing all the ash away. That's the wind. <laughs> Just got everyone together. It was like, all right, everyone, blow. <laughs> Come on. 
Uh, the Ash Phoenix makes two Talon attacks. Oh, excuse me, Ash Talon attacks. Ooh. If they if both attacks at the same target, the Phoenix plunges its beak into the target, and the target must succeed on a DC 16 strength save or take 2d6 necrotic damage, and the Ash Phoenix regains hit points equal to half the necrotic damage dealt. Damn. So it's, it sips you a little bit. It gives you a little sippy. Uh, its talons do 2d8 plus 5 slashing damage plus 2d6 fire damage. Mm. And then it has an Ash Storm ability. The Ash Phoenix uh, furiously beats its wings, throwing clinging ash into a 30-foot cone. Each creature must succeed on a DC 16 dexterity save or suffer 8d6 necrotic damage and become blinded Damn. until the end of their next turn. Half damage, no blind on a success. That's intense. Yeah, these are, these things are... The backstory here is fucking great. I That's love really cool. I love that shit. Yeah. That's sick. I always love the idea of things being born out of like great tragedy or or like yeah. like an area where just emotions overswell and like mm-hmm. bounce against you know the ether of reality. Yeah, and this is that. That's that's an ash phoenix. This is this is that. Except baby. the ash phoenix like comes out of the ashes from the soul. You know the bodies of fifty dead. It's got an emo hair swoop and is listening to my chem. <laughs> yeah. Look. If you're not fucking with MCR, what are you even fucking doing? Please listen. Like, listen. Uh, Barrett is my birth name. I'm I'm an Ash Phoenix. <laughs> my name is Sorrow Storm. Now, <sighs> my name is honestly like you couldn't even comprehend like just how dark my real name is yeah yeah if i were to say my real name out loud your heart would sink into endless despair stanley johnson will you stop talking in that weird voice and come join us at the fucking table mom i'm busy stanley i will not ask again hey guys i gotta log out of skype now i'll be back I swear to God. Mom, I'm talking with my internet friends. Okay, well, they can wait, okay? They're not, they can't wait. We're in different time zones. We made fettuccine Alfredo, and you're going to come eat it while it's warm. We have kugel for dinner, for dessert. Come on. (laughs) Uh, The Ash Phoenix goes down wearing his trip pants and his fishnet gloves. Yeah, his dad in his pastel like plaid, Ugh. the short sleeve button up. Yeah. is like Stanley. like how are you today? Wearing like those like um, like plaid pants. Yeah, yeah. like some pleated slacks. Exactly. Ugh. Ugh. Shut up, Dad. God. Ugh. Yeah, Shadow Breeze was right about me. <laughs> you are the man. God. I'm gonna go talk to my friends, Darkbeak and Stormfeather. Yeah, Dark Beak is the answer to the Darkwing Duck. <laughs> Let's get dangerous. There you go. Uh, uh, but in all seriousness, Ash Phoenix, because they kind of fuck. They're, they're, they're pretty cool. They're, they're, uh, they're pretty cool. I do like the, pretty, I do like the fact cool. that despite all of this, they can get blown away by a strong breeze. Yeah. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> 
Don't you make me turn on that Dyson fan. Oh, God. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Please. <laughs> uh, this is we're in that we're in that situation again where it's like I have nothing. They're they're, they're just so cool. Yeah, I there, have nothing funny to no say. Other bits. Yeah, there's no, there's no other, other bits. bits. We, uh, we, are, no other we already bits. crushed it's, the one bit. We crushed the bit, bud. We crushed it. Crushed that's it. it. That's it. We did. I think it. that's. I think. I think that's it. Griff, I. I think we did it. We Griff. did it. Griff. Yeah. Zach. We did it. Woo. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, that's about it, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, Folks, that's thanks episode. for uh, <laughs> listening to another episode of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. If you enjoyed the show, uh, we've got just all sorts of. Hey, we've this is we have a lot of episodes. We have a lot of episodes. If you if this is your we have so many. if this is your first one, there's a lot of other ones, and they're all equally so stupid. Many, um, they're all pretty. They're pretty ding dang dumb. Uh, aren't they? Yeah. They're all pretty dang But dumb. that's part of the charm, uh, though, right? But that's the charm. That's yeah. the charm. You know, check out all the, all the other shows on the Ghost Light Media Network. Griff's here is on one called uh, Another Path. Zach here They're is on one their... called uh, The Silent Secrets. I am. Yeah, uh, yeah. you're in the middle of a, of a second series at the moment. Sure am. I was on the first one. We're, we just ended our first season Woo-hoo. of These Silent Secrets and uh, are about to start cooking up stuff for season two. So, you know. You know. Well, well, by that, when I say we just ended, I mean that we have concluded we're about to put the last couple episodes right, out. Right, right, um, right, 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 right. But we're, we're, it's close. We're close. Nice. But get in there. Get caught up because season two is going to be wicked. In there, get in there. Um, you can check out our Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/GhostLightMedia. You can donate to us monthly, get some cool rewards mm-hmm. for yourself. You know, some cool stuff. We have a merch store. Yeah, it's at tpublic.com/store/slash/GhostLight. You get access to our private Discord server with uh, and with the entirety of the social media spheres becoming increasingly more just fucked up. You can just hang out with a just, cool curated group of games. Yeah, it's way better over on. Over on Discord, it's way better. You know, for a, for a place called Discord, there's very little. Yeah, because we're all pretty fucking shit. Yeah, and there's no billionaires in our Discord server. No, no. Fuck those guys. Hey Elon, hey, Elon. we're looking at you. Eat my dick. <laughs> Eat my whole Fuck ass. Elon, choke on it. <laughs> I yield back my time. Fuck you. Well, you but fuck you. Um, beautiful. But that's about it. You know, if there's anything else that you want us to talk about on the show, hit us up on Twitter at Pet Shop Cast. Um, if you are a creator of and- third-party D&D content, especially creatures, and you want us to plug your shit, reach out to us. PetShopCast oh. at gmail.com. Or if you want to come chat about it with us, uh, please. If, only if you can hang, though. Hey, can you, can hang? you hang? It's important. Because you got to be able to point question. Can you hang? you got to be able to hang. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think we're ready to go. I think uh, that's it. I've been Zach. I've been Griffin. And just remember, folks, at the end of the day, it's all about the love. Baby. It's all about love, baby. Yeah, baby. Thank you all for listening to episode 112 of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a review or telling a friend about us. You can find us as part of the Ghostlight Media Network over on ghostlightmedia.net or on Twitter at Pet Shop Cast. On our website, you can find links to our merch store and Patreon page, which helps support all of the Ghostlight Media shows and all of the amazing people who create them. Speaking of which, thank you to our patrons, JJ and Veronica, Xander, and Enoch for your continued support. 
We'd like to thank Nicole Tuttle Rob for making our theme song. You can find Nicole on Twitter at Nicole Voice and on the Silent Secrets as part of Ghostlight Media. We'd also like to thank our friend Rin for voicing the ads you hear on the show. You can find Rin on Twitter at Rin underscore Moran and on the Imprinted Echoes podcast, also a part of Ghostlight Media. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Until then, uh, uh, tell me your favorite bird on Twitter and I'll give you a little kiss on the cheeks. Mwah. Bye. This has been a Ghostlight Media production.